Good evening. Welcome to Wednesday evening chapel. Um, I know we're missing a um, one of our classes this evening. The uh, counseling cohort is uh, in a session that lasts from six until, and they do it two weeks. So this is one of the weeks that that happens. Um, we are in in the middle of everything that we're doing. Anybody know that Easter is Sunday? Uh, it, it is important to remember that there is a resurrection coming. Amen. Especially when you're working on homework. Amen. There is life after homework, I promise. I promise. So this evening we're going to celebrate communion, and we're going to do it in a variety of ways. There's some songs that, uh, that we're going to sing. I want you to grab the Bible that's close by you because there are some scriptures that we're going to, that we're going to read together. Um, let me explain why this is here and why it's here this way, and then we'll just go through the service. The first time the meal was served, Jesus just took care of things right in front of everybody because that's where they were. He took the ordinary and made it, and made it extraordinary. Uh, a few of you might have been involved in the chapel service we had or the communion service we had in August before the beginning of school. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really... Um, I think it's very important to understand that it's his presence that makes these things sacred. And so, so a little while, while we're preparing, while you're preparing your hearts, I'm going to prepare the food right in front of you, if that's okay. So the, the plastic is going to crinkle and the, and the paper is going to rip. But he takes the ordinary and then by his spirit makes it extraordinary. And so, that, so, so the bottles and the boxes, are, those are on purpose. Okay, enough of that. Take your Bibles. The first reading comes from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 50. We're going to read verses 4 through 9 responsively, so... I'll read verse 4, you read verse 5, and so on through verse 9. The first of the scripture readings tells the story of the prophet's, Isaiah's obedience to God and foretells of another's obedience to the Father. Verses 4 through 9. The Sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue, to know the word that sustains the weary, he wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being taught. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Who vindicates me is he who vindicates me is near. Who then will bring charges against me? Let us face each other. Who is my accuser? Let him confront me. 
So I want us to sing a song now about the obedient one. The next scripture reading comes from the book of John, chapter 13. Just a reminder that as Jesus was loving us and caring for us, there was betrayal in the group, betrayal among his friends. John 13, verses 21 through 32. After he had said this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and testified, I tell you the truth, one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, ask him which one he means. Oh, I like this idea. Jesus answered, it is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. Then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, son of Simon. What you are about to do, do quickly. Keep going. You're doing all right. Since Judas had changed the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to go buy what was needed for the feast or to go give something to the poor. And when he was gone, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. The scripture speaks, you guys can say it, the scripture speaks of Judas' betrayal of Jesus at one of the most desperate moments of Jesus' time. Also begs the question, would we betray Jesus? Would we crucify him? Sometimes in the cool of the evening the truth comes like a lover through the wind Sometimes when my thoughts have gone deceiving, she'll ask that same old question once again. Pretending that you don't know 
that once like that but once you were just like her how can you be now so self-righteous when in the name of the Lord you throw the first stone consequence of Jesus' betrayal is his crucifixion. The third scripture reading, it's a cry for help. It's a, player, it's a prayer that pleads for deliverance. It was written by a psalmist. It's Psalm 70. Though it was written by someone hundreds of years before Jesus lived, he echoed the prayer in the garden. Psalm 70. I want us to read this together in unison, all five verses. Let's read it together. Hasten, O God, to save me. O Lord, come quickly to help me. 
May those who seek my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, aha, aha, turn back because of their shame. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation always say, let God be exalted. Yet I am poor and needy. Come quickly to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. O Lord, do not delay. Amen? Amen. I'm going to play a song, and the words will be on the screen. Uh, I want you to use it as a prayer to prepare for the, for the meal while I prepare the meal. Okay, go ahead, Josh. Ancient
Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and he said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So I'm going to invite you to come to the Lord's table. We'll take, take bread and, and dip it into the juice. You're welcome to eat it here, eat it at the altar, take it back to your chair, and, uh, and then partake when you're ready. Okay, Josh, play that again, please.
final scripture is a challenge that none of us, that none of this, none of this is taken for granted. The final scripture challenges us that our lives reflect the compassion of the Father, the obedience of the Son, and the empowering powering of the Holy Spirit to live Christ-like lives until he comes again. He makes that possible. Amen? Amen? Amen. So turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12. And when you found it, stand. And we're going to read the first three verses together. Hebrews 12. We're going to read the first three verses together in unison. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Amen? And all of his people said, Amen. We're dismissed. Go in his peace. Oh, no. <laughs>